Hello, I'm Dr. Daniel Cameron. Welcome to my sixth season of Inside Lyme podcast. I will be covering selections from my book, An Expert's Guide on Navigating Lyme Disease. Today, I will be discussing children with Lyme disease from my book, narrated by Erica Brockheider. Chapter 6. Children with Lyme Disease. Topic 1. Lyme disease can interfere with learning. Children with chronic symptoms can suffer both academically and physically. Neurological, psychiatric, and cognitive symptoms can drastically impair an ability to learn and grow in the classroom. In addition, adolescents may struggle socially, unable to connect with their peers or participate as they once could in extracurricular activities. Tagger et al., 2001, described 20 children ages 8 to 16 with marked fatigue, 100%, arthralgias, 100%, frequent and severe headaches, 100%, irritability or depression, 94%, short-term memory problems, 94%, schoolwork deterioration, 94%, myalgias, 88%, brain fog, 88%, neck pain, 88%, insomnia, 82%, distractibility, 82%, word-finding problems, 82%, severe flu, 80%, sensory hyperacusis to sound, 58%, and or light, 74%, insomnia, 77%, and radicular pains, 56% despite antibiotic treatment. Topic 2. Children with Lyme may need accommodations in school. Children with Lyme disease also reported more learning and attention problems, feelings of ineffectiveness, and mood problems than controls. Tagger et al., 2001. Another study described 25 adolescents with significant deficits in cognition, short-term visual memory, short-term and delayed verbal memory, all forms of recognition memory, worse attendance, grades, and subjective reports of memory problems that far exceeded the controls. McAuliffe et al., 2008. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, the Individualized Education Program, and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 have helped some families via accommodations like shorter school days, untimed tests, alternative testing methods, separate or quieter testing locations, modified home instruction programs, and eliminating unnecessary requirements. Topic 3. A Teen's Path from Martial Arts to Being in a Wheelchair A healthy, athletic 18-year-old female was skilled at Taekwondo before suddenly developing a bullseye rash followed by Bell's palsy. Over four years, she became increasingly disabled, suffering seizures, and eventually required a wheelchair. Her symptoms included cognitive impairments, attention, memory, processing speed, concentration or executive functioning, tactile hypersensitivity, sun sensitivity, orthostatic hypotension, weight loss, fatigue, non-restorative sleep, pelvic pain, difficulty urinating, headaches, peripheral neuropathy, muscle atrophy, cervical radiculopathy, hair loss, 
costochondritis, subluxation of multiple joints, and generalized pain. Clinicians first diagnosed her with fibromyalgia, CFSME, hypoglycemia, and pseudoseizures rather than psychiatric Lyme disease. She was eventually diagnosed with late-stage Lyme borreliosis with multi-system symptoms and porphyria, Ehlers-Danlos-Alpham syndrome, anxiety, laxity, pain, immune mood, with seizures caused by increased intracranial pressure from cranial cervical instability. Bransfield and Friedman, 2019. Upon further evaluation, clinicians diagnosed her with complex partial seizures rather than pseudo-seizures or psychiatric Lyme disease. The patient was subsequently treated and is now physically active, married, and leading a productive life. Bransfield and Friedman, 2019. Topic 4. Doctors mistakenly believed Lyme was child abuse. A four-year-old boy was evaluated by his pediatrician for an unwitnessed fall while playing in the yard. He presented with a swollen right knee, a tender left radius without deformity, and what was initially interpreted as a large bruise on the buttock. The doctor also noted a green stick forearm fracture and a knee effusion and referred the boy to an orthopedic surgeon. Yet, due to the constellation of findings and lack of a witness to the fall, the pediatrician also reported the child to the local county social services for children and youth due to possible non-accidental trauma. Pan et al. 2021. The boy was temporarily placed into foster care. Upon follow-up, the bruising on his buttock was consistent with a bullseye rash. Lyme disease tests were positive, and he was treated with 30 days of oral amoxicillin. The authors highlight potential problems with over-reporting of child abuse. Families and individuals under investigation for child abuse often face social isolation, which can exacerbate the risk factors for abuse. Families are subjected to investigation, interrogation, separation, and punishment after a report is made. Lastly, the strategy in investigating child abuse arguably deprives accused individuals of their constitutional right to maintain innocence until proven guilty. The local county social services Children and Youth ended their investigation of the family five days later. They concluded that the child had Lyme disease with an unrelated radius fracture. Pan et al. 2021. Topic 5. A Baby Girl with Lyme Disease an otherwise healthy five-week-old girl was diagnosed with Lyme disease. The baby girl lived on Long Island, New York, an area endemic for Lyme disease. The baby was rarely outdoors, but the family dog may have brought the baby into contact with the tick. Handle it all, 2019. The doctors were concerned that the baby might suffer from Lyme meningitis. Despite an unsuccessful spinal tap, the doctors treated for Lyme meningitis with intravenous antibiotics. After two weeks of intravenous ceftriaxone, the baby was discharged from the hospital. Handle et al., 2019. Topic 6. Three Premature Infants with Babesia from a Single Donor A team of Yale School of Medicine researchers described three premature infants— all in one neonatal intensive care unit, who contracted Babesia from a single 24-year-old blood donor. The report was published in the Pediatric Infectious Diseases Journal, Glaternic et al., 2017. 
The 24-year-old donor from Connecticut was not recognized by the blood bank and was deemed suitable for donation by the American Red Cross, and his serology was negative for all FDA-mandated tests. Two of the infants developed high-grade parasitemia, presence of parasites in the blood. Parasitemia rose to 13.4% and 12.5% for infants A and B, respectively. Parasitemia peaked at 6.8% for infants C. Glaternic et al., 2017. All three premature infants were treated with a combination of azithromycin and atovaquone, instead of published recommendations for clindamycin and quinine. The stability of oral suspension of quinine using capsules is undetermined, explains Glaternik. Furthermore, quinine's narrow therapeutic index and potential adverse effects limit its utility in treating small children. The infants were treated for 14 days, longer than the 7- to 10-day recommendation described in the IDSA guidelines. Unfortunately, 48 days after treatment, one of the infants relapsed. The infant was treated with another 23 days of a combination of azithromycin and atovaquone. Topic 7. Delayed Onset Babesia in Two Newborns A study from the Mayo Clinic described two newborn infants diagnosed with Babesia several weeks after the mothers were treated for Lyme disease. Hoverston and Bartlett, 2018. Infant 1. A baby boy was diagnosed with Babesia at four and a half weeks. His mother had been diagnosed and treated for early Lyme disease at 32 weeks gestation. Infant 2. A baby girl was diagnosed with Babesia at 18 days old. Her mother had been diagnosed and treated for early Lyme disease at 37 weeks gestation. Neither mother was treated for Babesia during the pregnancy. Topic 8. Two mothers transmit Lyme to their babies. Babesia can be contracted from the bite of a deer tick, a blood transfusion, or pregnancy. A podcast shares a case of how Babesia was transmitted from mothers to their babies during pregnancy. Questions raised in the podcast include, How often do mothers contract Babesia from a tick bite during pregnancy? Is there an effective and safe treatment for Babesia in pregnant women? How does a mother or doctor recognize Babesia in a pregnant mother? Should doctors follow pregnant mothers with a tick bite or Lyme disease for Babesia, and what evidence should be investigated? Will mothers develop complications of Babesia in the future if not treated? And should the two mothers have been treated for Babesia? Topic 9. Four Children Infected with Lyme Disease from One Camp In a Morbidity and Mortality Weekly report published in January 2020, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, described four cases of Lyme disease in children who attended a wilderness day camp in North Carolina, Barberin et al., 2020. Out of 35 ticks tested in their camp, six were positive for B. burgdorferi sensu stricto. BBSS, the causative agent of Lyme disease. Results indicated that nymphal ticks collected at the campsite had a B. burgdorferi infection prevalence of 17%, Barberin et al., 2020. Additionally, one of the six ticks tested positive for Borrelia miyamotoi. 
Topic 10. A child's Lyme rash was initially dismissed. A six-year-old girl presented to her doctor with a circular rash Again, on the Dr. left Cameron. side of her face. Thank you for joining the doctor me for initially this reading from an expert's guide on navigating Lyme disease. Topical steroids Have were a good prescribed, day. but the rash did not improve. Banadia et al., 2019. Over the next one and a half months, the rash spread to the back of the head, and she began exhibiting systemic manifestations, including malaise and a low-grade fever of 37.7 degrees Celsius. She lived in an endemic area, but there was no history of a tick bite, that is, a positive test. Based on clinical judgment, the six-year-old was treated with oral cefuroxine. Two weeks after starting antibiotics, Lyme disease was confirmed with a positive IgG Western blot test. The girl remained asymptomatic at one-and-a-half-year follow-up. Banadia et al., 2019. Topic 11. Emotional and Financial Strains on Parents and Schools Many people could be living with Lyme disease-related chronic illness. Due to the lack of a single case definition or single shared phenotype for post-treatment Lyme disease, PTLD, private and public health insurance does not include the costs of caring for these individuals who must personally pay for these expenses. DeLong et al., 2019. Children ages 5 to 7, particularly boys, are at a high risk of Lyme disease. A high prevalence of PTLD cases would surely be a huge emotional and financial strain on parents, as well as a burden to the school system. DeLong et al., 2019. Topic 12. Teen Lyme Conversation Adolescents with Lyme disease had great difficulty completing tasks that were loaded heavily on visual-spatial abilities and had more difficulty remembering new visual and verbal information in the short term. Verbal IQ was spared, but not visual and verbal memory, working memory, and executive functioning. Tagger et al., 2001. These findings were confirmed on follow-up study by McAuliffe et al., 2008. Topic 13. Parents' Fears and Frustrations for Their Child To better understand the impact of LD on families of children with tick-borne illnesses, correspondence from 23 parents with LD-positive children was examined. Parents were recruited from two Canadian Lyme disease support groups, Godet et al., 2019. Lack of Knowledge my youngest child, who was 10 at the time, had two bullseye rashes on her body. The doctor said, it can't be Lyme. There's no Lyme in British Columbia. Chronic stress. He continued to get worse, crying all day, sad about being unable to play with his brother, and sad from the pain in his head. Missing Milestones. She was not able to undertake the many extracurricular activities that often define the teenage years. She has missed out on a lot and will never be able to get those years back. She's being left behind. Unreliable tests. I think this was one of the worst times for me because I found myself hoping, actually praying that something would show up on the tests, that they would see something wrong so they had no choice but to address it. It made me feel like a terrible mother. Who wishes for something to show up on a scan of their child? If only doctors were trained to recognize and treat her symptoms instead of relying on a blood test that is known to be inadequate at best, those costs and invasive tests could have been avoided.
dismissed by physicians. She was dismissed from countless medical appointments, with doctors stating, just take some Tylenol and get on with your life, or lab work is normal, there's nothing else I can do. She felt put down, demoralized, and abandoned by the mainstream medical community. Parents often reported that their children faced a broad range of physical, psychological, cognitive, and neurological symptoms— They also acknowledged how the diverse and evolving set of symptoms made it challenging for physicians to diagnose Lyme disease. Topic 14. Lingering Doubt About Doxycycline for Children Doctors often avoid prescribing doxycycline to young children for fear that it may cause tooth staining, mainly when used in children under 8 years old. In two studies, which enrolled 89 children, doxycycline did not cause dental staining. Yet the studies were of short duration and used lower doses of antibiotics than often prescribed for tick-borne illnesses. These new studies led to the recommendation in 2018 by the Committee of Infectious Diseases of America Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, that a course of treatment with doxycycline for up to 21 days is safe to prescribe for young children with any infection responsive to this agent, specifically including early Lyme disease. Wormser, 2019. Topic 15. Tick bites on children pose a danger. Children account for 25% of all U.S. Lyme disease cases, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. Unfortunately, tick bite prevention methods fail our children, as 5- to 9-year-olds are at the highest risk for developing Lyme disease. The overall infection rate for Borrelia burgdorferi, Anaplasmosis phagocytophilum, and Babesia microti in human biting ticks were 29.6%, 4.6 percent, and 1.8 percent, respectively, writes Shu. Tick bites on a child may cause more than Lyme disease. 1.8 percent were co-infected by B. burgdorferi and A. phagocytophilum. 1 percent were co-infected by B. burgdorferi and B. microti. 0.4 percent were co-infected by A. phagocytophilum and B. microti. Triple co-infections were found in 0.3% of the ticks. Topic 16. High Cost of Treating Lyme Arthritis with Surgery Tout et al. 2021 described 149 children admitted to a tertiary care children's hospital in Pennsylvania diagnosed with Lyme arthritis. One in three children underwent surgery. Two out of three underwent open surgery. The remaining children underwent arthroscopic surgery. One child underwent arthroscopic surgery followed by open surgery. Just over 50% of the children underwent a synovectomy. Two children were readmitted for surgical complications, one for wound dehiscence and the other for persistence of arthritis in the setting of inappropriate initial antibiotic therapy, first-generation cephalosporin. One child was admitted due to persistent symptoms despite appropriate antibiotic therapy, doxycycline, for therapeutic arthrocentesis. Tout et al. 2021. Topic 17. Children may be ill for years before diagnosis. Family and friends must consider Lyme disease when a child presents with symptoms. Some children can be ill for months to years before they are diagnosed. 
Loved ones should watch for unexplained symptoms, including fatigue and unexplained stomach pain. Are they missing school, sporting events, or other activities? It was previously believed that seeing a tick bite or a rash on a child was needed to diagnose Lyme disease. This isn't the case. Less than one in five children with early Lyme disease described a tick bite. Negrovic et al. 2019. Awareness is essential, and watching for the symptoms can help prevent a child from living with a chronic illness. Negrovic et al. 2019. If your answer is yes, it is time to schedule a Lyme disease evaluation. Again, I'm Dr. Cameron. Thank you for joining me for this reading from an expert's guide on navigating Lyme disease. Have a good day.